It's good. Are you paying attention now? Pay attention. Oh, I'm paying attention. Okay, good, because we're talking about the podcast now. Yes. <laughs> when you're playing with your rectangle, it makes us think you're not paying not... attention. Oh, okay. I mean, no, you, weren't, you certainly weren't playing with your rectangle during the movie. Come on. Yes, I was. I think we all were at certain oh, points. Oh, because... Okay. Because, all right. We gotta start this properly. All right, we're back here. It's me, my parents, and Liam Neeson. This week, featuring two parents. Hi. <laughs> featuring, hi, the parents and Dan and yeah. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we for, apparently we forgot to introduce ourselves last week, so we're going to do that now. Hi, to. I'm Dan. I'm you Carrie. You can always dub it in. I'm Patrick. Yeah, but that, then it's not authentic. <laughs> it's not, not authentic. and we're all about authentic. So this week we got ourselves two different movies from the library. It was three, but one of them Mom I, didn't realize. Mom didn't realize I had watched it already. Uh, and Without me. With, with guest host. Yeah, you didn't want to watch that one anyways. Okay. Uh, so we had choices to make, and this week we chose Gas and Splash. <laughs> That joke would be funny if you lived in exactly our neighborhood and went to an exact gas at station just at the right time. <laughs> We're sorry. This joke, we will not explain this joke. Uh, you had a choice. You chose Gas and Splash. Okay, so we, were, we, had, we thought, okay, last week we watched some kind of mystery movie, and one of the two we got was a mystery movie. We'll watch that another time. We'll watch that another time. Yeah, so, so instead we, we watched that. Big Man Crossing the Line. I don't. I think it's the big man, or it's crossing the line. No, it's big man crossing the line. No punctuation. Is it? Is it <laughs> the both? way the library has it, it cataloged? No, the library has it cataloged as big, big man, man crossing the line. No, no, it's crossing, big. No, it's big man. It's big man. Crossing and the it was line big is man the subtitle. On, and it was big man on the poster. And in the opening credits to the movie, it was crossing the line. No big man there at all. Oh my! Because it was originally. Um, released as Crossing the Line. No, they changed it. They changed it for American release. You know, it's really man. complicated. Yeah. This is why we need you to pay attention. <laughs> I am, I'm telling yeah. you, I'm paying attention. The movie came out in 1990, and people in this film include Billy Connolly, who has done a fair amount of things, Amanda Walker, who I, I recognize her face, and I don't know what I recognize her from. I think she was Aunt May in the original Spider-Man movies? But it's not on her. Really? I don't know. if I, It looks like, well, she was in Captain America as somebody. Wow. She's a working actress. She's done a lot. She's been in, she has over 100 IMDb credits. Yeah. That's a pretty uh, good, like, we could watch as many movies with her as we could well, with Well, it's mostly Mason. TV, like one-off TV shows. No, we're not doing that. Uh, Hugh Grant is in this as a pretty boy. Oh, <laughs> shocker. <laughs> really? Yeah. I... Uh, let me just quick look up Hugh Grant. When what was his? This is also not the first time we've talked about Hugh Grant on this podcast. He was in Love Actually. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's because if it's, if there if it's a, a British thing, then and you need a pretty boy, you're going to get Hugh Grant. <laughs> what? what? You okay. okay. And when Emma Thompson did Sense and Sensibility, yeah. and she wanted Hugh Grant, she specifically wanted. Yes, him? they thought that the Jane Austen purists would think that Hugh Grant was too good looking for. The part that they had for him. In that oh, film. because of the part they uh-huh. chose him for. The part that they this wanted is, him This to was do. pretty early in his career. Yeah, but still. So. He didn't, you know, the pretty boy part, yeah. he just does yeah. that. 1990 was a pretty decent year for film. It wasn't explosively amazing. I Dances with Wolves cleaned up at the awards. Mm-hmm. The Dick Tracy movie, which I kind of want to see now just because. I'm not watching. Um, Got three Academy Awards. I'm still not watching. Ghost. I watched that. Please don't make me watch that again. Cyrano de Bergerac. 
Goodfellas, Hunt for Red October, Misery, Total Recall. Not a bad year for cinema. This was not a Hollywood film. No. It was all British. It was a story film. It was a story film. Mm -hmm. It also wasn't just wasn't made in Hollywood. Correct. Right. And it kind of shows with production and things like that. But that's... Which is fine. Well, what sort of struck me as... I mean, we always are looking for storyline. We are looking for character building. We're looking for buy-in to the characters. Mm -hmm. And and about halfway, more than halfway through, when I was thinking we're struggling with this, and I thought, this movie is made out to be just like a people's life. Well... It's not made to be a story for film. The problem, yeah, kind of but the problem thinking. is they made it a film. Yeah, right. right, right. So, it was, so it, it, was in, it was in desperate need of someone whose job is to write movie scripts to look at it and go, you're doing all of the second act tension in the first act. What are you doing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, you were right when you, when we had the, uh, the, the wife pick up and, and leave with the kids yeah. way too early in the film. Way too early. So let's actually talk about the film. Okay. Liam Neeson was on screen right away. Uh, our zero to Neeson is pretty quick on this one because mm-hmm. we have to start establishing that he is a family man mm-hmm. who is between jobs. Significantly between jobs. Because he was a minor and minors had a bad time. This They talk about other minor strikes. And the minor like strike that. of 1984 was a big one. Yeah. yeah, and it looked as though the, the mine where they... Sh- film some of the scenes yeah may have been a mine that is no longer active so it definitely looks not active were, yeah but he is also has a criminal record which we learned pretty quickly well because he got into a fight with a police officer with a police officer as a result of the mines the strike at the mine yeah so he, so, he claims it was political mm-hmm. so he is an angry punch man and he has given up his life of being an angry punch man so that he can maybe have a real job and the family. And the family. And yep. the family love him and everything. Yeah. And we start getting introduced to bad guys pretty quick, too. Well, because that car was driving right at the beginning. Yeah. The there bad was, guy there car. There was a bad guy car at the you beginning. You can tell it's a bad guy car because it's a it's a really fancy schmancy. Like a, like a Rolls. A yeah. Rolls Royce yeah. from the Aristocats. Yeah. In the middle of Podunk, Ireland. I think it was Scotland. Is that Scotland? I think it was supposed to be Scotland. Oh, it's Glasgow. Because they were in Glasgow. Glasgow. He he didn't know. Okay. Or well, the the big man, the the big man that's described mm-hmm. in the movie as one of the bad guys yeah. is in Glasgow. Yeah, I, I don't know if they were actually in Glasgow. Well, they were out of town. Yeah, they were definitely out of town wherever they were. Uh, he goes to the pub, such as it were. But first, before he goes to the pub, bad guys go there, and we know they're bad guys because one of them is a rich white dude who looks. <laughs> Rich old white dude who looks too nice for this part of town, and standing behind him is a shaved bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good description. A thug. Yeah. Oh, uh, the shaved bear character uh, actor I recognized. Well, from other, but I can't remember which. I can't remember which, which Bond movie he was in. Which, which thug was he? <laughs> it was. It was the Bond movie where where Bond goes to the to a place spa, to the spa, and this is the guy he fights and kills. At any rate. Okay. If that's near the end of the Sean Connery era. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely it is. I'm, I'm so rolling my, my eyes. For this those is of the, you this who is the, don't have the this video the wrong, version of this podcast. This is the wrong podcast for the James Bond movie analysis. <laughs> I did that with my friends already, but we didn't record it. We just put it on a Google sheet. Because <laughs> you're that nerdy. We had to catalog what we were rating and everything. It was very important. Anyways. Very important. Anyways. I... 
Billy Connolly, a.k.a. the sleazy person who is native to this town, as opposed to the bad guys who are sleaze people from out of town, <laughs> uh, talks to the sleaze people who are out of town and says, Hey, you see that guy who's gonna have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? He's a big deal. Uh, he can punch the mans. And the bad guy says, He can punch the mans. I have a mans. Let us have them punch each other and see if he can punch the mans. So guess Pretty what much. happens? They punched the man's. Well, it was, he was, um, Billy Connolly's character was pretty quick to point out that this guy is a great fighter if he has something to fight for. Yeah. Which they bring Which out, was important. It, it's basically the only plot thread is this, is Liam Neeson's motivation, and it's unfortunate that they do such a poor job of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so, a great concept, and yeah. then they kind of halfway do it. As a note, this is a movie about Fight Man the Punch Man who has the support of his entire town and isn't sure who he's fighting and his family is leaving him and then he runs in front of a trainer on a bicycle and Rocky was 14 years before and, and did yeah. all of those things. Yeah, pretty much. And we just, yeah, we're just not going there. Anyways, uh, the shaved bear decides that he's going to make Liam Neeson mad on purpose and so he takes him outside because you don't fight inside. That You break stuff inside. You fight outside. That's good manners. That's good manners. So mom, he goes outside. That is the mom's seal of approval. They dance around Three each other for it. about 10 seconds. He deflects one punch and then knocks him out in one. Yep. It was really anticlimactic and probably made the shaved bear feel bad. I don't know. He got his money. Yeah, the but... The stunt double did a fine job. The stunt double did an amazing job. <laughs> so then he Liam Neeson goes home and he's really happy because he says, Look, wife, I have so much money. I have a job. Like, because he got a... Uh, yeah, uh, uh, an advance. Advance. I have a job. And he's like, is it the job you wanted to get? And he goes, no, I'm going to go fight a guy. Which guy? I don't know, but I'm going to fight him. And okay. she is very sad. The movie is done now. The movie is done now. <laughs> yeah. uh, she is very sad because she does not want him to fight the man. She wants him to drive a car. She wants him to have a, you know, let her make money. That's okay with well, her. Yeah. He shouldn't give up she's, his principles. She's being, re she's being both supportive and at the same time very forward in her thinking. And it's great, except that he immediately goes, Nah, you're a big smelly girl and I have to fight the man. <laughs> okay, the movie's done now. Yeah. So now we enter the period of the uh, training montage, because every oh. fight movie must have the fight train montage. Except it didn't have good music. It did not have Eye of the Tiger or Push It to the Limit or any of those or other anything. ones that have to have. Nothing. There was no... Like, 90s jock yeah. jam music. It, well, it was 1990s. They hadn't invented jock jams yet. Oh, my bad. Just like hot water. <laughs> We're not explaining that joke either. <laughs> hot water wasn't invented until the 1930s. We're not explaining we that have joke. It on Sorry. Decent authority. No. Authority. Authority. We're not gonna... Just the one authority, though. <laughs> the one authority. <laughs> you guys are funny. That's going to so, make me chuckle for a long time. 15 to 20 minutes into this film, his wife leaves him to go... Go, stay with their mother. Go stay with their parents and then date Hugh Grant, which I admit is a step up from Liam Neeson in most respects. He drives a Volvo. He does. He's, he only drives a car. Liam Neeson drives a bike. True. Uh, that's true. He Good doesn't need a car in his town. We've, we're 15 minutes in and we've done the... We don't care enough about either character. We don't care about anybody at this point. Usually by the end of Act 2, what you want is you want to be invested both in the main character's drive to be a better per be a be better at the thing he wants to do and 
still trying to be a family man and having to choose between the two. Once you care about that struggle, watching him, watching the choice get taken away from him gives you very, it uh, like, reinforces your motivation. That sure. would have been, that would have been an issue then. Yeah. Yeah. But to do it before he's... Before we even, cared. He's even, he hasn't even left the town yet to go right. train in the serious gym of seriousness. Yeah. No, it was... Yeah, there was too many things that just... That, that the characters ended up shallow. Yeah. We didn't care enough. They had a big celebration for him leaving the town to go train in the serious gym of seriousness. Mm-hmm. And that was only halfway through the film. He still had more training montage to do in yeah. the serious gym. Besides the fact that... Of course, his wife had already left him. Yeah. So the celebration, though he seemed quite happy that they were celebrating over him, she wasn't around. Yeah. And he didn't appear to be all that affected by the fact that she had left him. Yeah. So you kind of wonder, okay, does he really care about this woman or not? So he takes his dog, Billy Connolly, and the man who drives the car. I don't know if we ever even told his name. (laughs) Jeeves. Jeeves. Uh, he's a little fat for Jeeves. Usually Jeeves is a... Whatever. Oh, now you're typecasting Jeeves. I am trying typecasting Jeeves. I'm sorry. <laughs> they go off to oh. another town, which is a larger town, and he stays in a hotel, and... It's, th- it's labeled hotel, so we know. It's labeled hotel. We, just, we wanted to make sure you understood that this is a hotel. And he starts training for real now, and he gets, a, his, he gets to take a look at who he's fighting finally, and he is fighting the bad guy. <laughs> Who's blind in one eye? He's blind in one eye, but he fights dirty, and this is a fighting dirty fight. Ooh. Ooh so you yeah. so you can fight dirty against this guy, right, Liam Neeson? No, I have principles, and in three years I will have more principles than you could possibly imagine, because he'll be in Schindler's List. But, but guess what? Oh, yes. We at this point we really not are not sure that he has principles, other than we've been told it a couple he of keeps, times. And he took the job for money. Yeah. Then now that he's here and has lost his wife, as it were, yeah. the money no longer matters. What matters is his principles. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Now we, back we were still to the, having trouble buying in. Now, now back to the cover of the DVD case, yeah. which says he's willing to kill... For his family? For his family. Which, by the way... Never happens. He points. He beats <laughs> up a guy. He beats up a guy a lot. He kills. And he did things. He, he nearly kills. He somebody. did things that you would normally do when you're trying to kill a person with your bare hands. Yeah, but it wasn't for. Was it for his family? I don't know. I don't. We know. we haven't decided that yet. Anyways, Billy Connolly. We watched the whole movie. Billy Connolly <laughs> gets uh, told that he needs to give uh, the dog back to the missus. Because he does can't take care of it or whatever. No, no it's because the dog farts at night and it bothers his sleeping. Ooh, it's a subplot about farting again. You you missed. I did miss that. It was stupid. Uh, <laughs> so Billy Connolly. Now, why takes, did I get that and you didn't? Because you pay attention to farts. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, Billy Connolly you takes the dog back start. and sees Hugh Grant and goes, "Oh, he may, he's good. He's too pretty. I can't." Mm. So he takes the dog and throws it off a bridge. No, he needs to get rid of the dog so he can demonstrate to his his trainee that he's doing what he said he was going to yeah. do. So since he didn't leave the dog with the with the woman, he has a heartfelt conversation with the dog about how this is really hard for him, I, but I, he has to do it. Then unceremoniously throw, throws a stuffed dog off of the bridge. Okay, <laughs> it did but appear to be a real dog. This really but. seemed like a banana in the box to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> the other thing that we. All of us immediately said was, and then the dog will be fine. The dog will come back and be fine. 
Yes. And it, the dog, we had to wait for the dog to come back until uh, Billy Connolly started having sex. Ugh. Ugh. We thought we were picking a, a, a not sexy movie. No, so, the, was, so the dog comes back so and he's mad so. at Billy Connolly. And anyway, we're just not going to talk about it. He's quickly losing motivation to do this fight, but never actually stops training or being in it. Yeah. Because, because he's committed. He, he runs away, goes to a nightclub, and sees his wife with Hugh Grant. And is mad again, and then keeps doing it. So does he? Know. Is he demonstrating elements of loyalty? Is that to who? Well, to because who? because he <laughs> because he said I'm going to do this, and you've paid me some money, and and so he's made the commitment. Is that is that what's going on here? Is that is there's that loyalty to loyalty? this but to this we, dude? But we haven't established that loyalty is one of his principles. Yet. No, not at all. We've established that. I fighting fair is one of his principles. Even well, though I, he beat I up just brought up the loyalty thing because I'm trying to find some yeah, value in the to. movie. I think the makeup <laughs> yeah. was interesting. <laughs> well, that's All true. Right. He did get beat up quite badly, as did his the opponent. F- the fight eventually occurs to us, and it's probably the highlight of the film. Yeah. If you, if yeah, yeah. Well, it was yeah. a it was a nasty fight. I mean, they were both if, really if you, wailing on each other. If you've seen Fight Club, you'll be kind of familiar with two dudes beating each other up while a bunch of other dudes Bare-handed. cry for more. Yeah. And this was a long fight. This was yeah. not two guys beat each other up and then one of them goes down and the other one, you know, puts, puts up his hands and is victorious. No, this was a lot of one guy gets beat up. And then they all take a break, and then another guy gets beat up, and they take a break, and they just keep going. And they, when you think, they just oh yeah, between the two. When yeah. you think, oh yeah, he killed him now. Yeah. No, he grabs onto his leg and keeps going. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it so, was pretty bad. Finally, I get to talk about wrestling. <laughs> finally, <laughs> because I am a fan of the storytelling aspects of professional wrestling. It is not real. I don't pretend that these are two, that uh, WWE wrestling is two people actually doing moonsaults at each other. A moonsault is when you do a backflip, but you do it really high. <laughs> because you go to the moon. Why? Thank oh. you for that clarification. No problem. Ah. But what they do is they can tell a f- story through a fight. You don't need people to say, oh, he's getting back up. He's going to power through. You can tell it through actions. The fact that they have idiots commentating it is beside the point. This was almost that. They didn't have enough kind of, I want to say, variety to it. Sure. They did the yay-boo punches. The boobs are what's up? It's, it's a wrestling trope. What happens is the two guys get into the middle, mm-hmm. and this is usually most of the way through a fight. And they're kind of doing the whole reeling a little bit. Like, both, I've been beat up both, badly. Clearly, and I... neither of them should actually be there. They should both be checked for concussions if this was real. Right. And the good guy in the fight socks the bad guy in the face. And the crowd goes, yay, because he's the good guy did the punch. Then the bad guy kind of goes back and punches him back. And the crowd goes, boo. And then they go back and forth punching yeah. each other. Yay, boo, yeah. yay, boo. And then eventually... Usually, the good guy gets the upper hand and gets a few punches in, and then it's yay, 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 hooray. Okay. They and did that in this fight happened. because they had a point where both of them are doing a right jab, left jab to the gut, mm-hmm. and they're not blocking it. Right. They were just uh, doing, like, I'm going to hit you twice, and then the other guy you're going to hit me twice, yeah. and we're going to see who goes down They first. did the yay-boo punches. Yeah. <laughs> 
And they were just letting it happen yeah. and seeing, you know, trying to prove to each other that, oh, I can take a punch better than you can. But by the end of the fight, both the arena had gotten smaller because all of the cheering onlookers had uh, they all, closed they in. all closed in so that we could get the entire fight top down, which I thought was also kind of interesting camera wise. But that's also when Liam Neeson starts fighting dirty. He fights a little bit dirty, yes. Because the other guy is blind in one eye, and he was given the advice to blind him in the other eye by punching him in the eye. Well, and the other guy has been kicking and... Biting. Biting and... Not being terribly fair. And this is the point where the Liam Neeson's main principle of fighting fair falls apart. Mm-hmm. Through no... We saw the other bad guy talk to the, uh, the guy who's blind in one eye... And say, if you lose, you get nothing. And so he has the motivation to keep cheating. No one's, no shadowy figure says that to Liam Neeson. He just decides on his own that it's okay to do now. Right. We have, we are not privy to his motivation. Yeah. So now he wins the fight by being, by fighting dirty. Good job. Then he's in a bath, getting relaxed. Then a lady comes in and snorts drugs. I mean, it just gets weirder and weirder. Then he goes to her and boobs. <laughs> it's, it's like... It, huh? it was a banana in the box again. And then there is loud noises outside because the blind guy's brother is mad because now he's actually blind. And Liam Neeson's like, what have I done? Then... Then he knocks over a rich white guy. Knocks over the rich guy. Steals the money. Takes all of his money because the money can fix everything despite the fact that the money doesn't matter. And he gives the money to the blind guy, but the blind guy says the money doesn't matter because he remembered his principles. Except... What? Okay. What? So, here's here's my mom thought. Then he runs through the woods yelling... There wasn't any woods. There, there was a backyard He ran through backyards going... Bah! That was the worst bit Sean, of acting I've uh, ever seen Liam Neeson do. Jason. Uh, <laughs> that's from video games. So, okay. here's the deal. Only watch this movie if you really must. Yeah. It's... Well, there's your there's your movie critics. That's why uh, the mom movie critic. Yeah, it just wasn't worth it. It was of the films in which a man has to come out of quote unquote retirement to fight another man with the backing of his town and possibly win <laughs> or lose. There's better options. That's right. That's right. That's true. And the music was really and not there, good. There's better options that are easier to Google because there's a movie called The Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> there's a movie called. Yeah. The fighter. In which a man fights a man. <laughs> how, how much you want to bet it's about a fighter? I believe Christian Bale's in that one. Really? Oh, dear. He yeah, takes I, think, I think he's the fighter. Really? Yeah. I'm going to Google it right now. Oh, wow. Dear. While you guys think about the well, scale. But the peril scale. The I peril mean, scales. Yes. He's mm. fighting and he, he gets bloody and he gets beat up and then. He gets very bloody and very beat up, yes. But in oh, one the fighter scene. is Mark Wahlberg. Oh. Christian Bale is a trainer. Ah, right. But there I you didn't go. think that this. To me, it didn't even seem like the peril was that high. In the fight, it was. But that right. was it. That was about it. Like, it was one even fight. Even at the end, when the bad guy's like, here. Do you remember this guy from the flashback when he shot a guy? And Liam Neeson goes, no, it was a flashback. And he goes, oh, well, he shoots people. So he's here to shoot Uh-oh. you. He's here to shoot you. And Liam Neeson goes, oh, shit, and runs away. And the assassin goes, was I was, was I supposed to shoot him now? And the bad guy goes, yes, shoot him. But he's running away. See, that's, that's the kind of movie we have going on here. 
Something. Wait, oh. mm. It's a snowplow, I think. Oh, it's it snowed, let's just say, a lot today. Yeah. We have flashy lights outside our house. We had to be very Snow, confused about snow the snowplow. Plow. Okay, so. So, the, the peril scale, I just, I didn't feel like there was. For how much he got beat up, it's really, like. I'm, uh, for the fight being basically the most interesting part of the film, is uh, I don't know. I think that uh, I, I'm thinking five. Yeah, I yeah. Was, I was thinking four to five. I was. I'll. I'd go to the four scale. Okay. I'll. You know what? All right. Google Sheets. I will say four. That sounds very fun. I can't end the podcast until I actually update the Google Sheets. Yeah, because I, I. I just think you know. <laughs> eh, I didn't have buy-in. So I, I didn't, think I didn't feel like it. he was really threatened. I, oh, I, I remember why I knew that it, things came out in 1990. That's when Darkman came out. The one the movie that you didn't see. Oh, see? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, and that's why I think this... We just didn't have buy-in to no, the characters. So, like, oh, the character is in peril? Nah, we don't what care. What did I... I which yeah, which other movie with we bad characters? We didn't care about it, was oh, the right. thing. There was another movie with bad characterization where I mentioned the... Uh, analysis. It's trying to make you feel bad for a, t- a lamp because someone knocked it over. <laughs> Oops. It's not. I don't not, remember that. There's not character enough. Right. Yeah. We need more character. All right. Well, tune in next week where. <gasps> oh, we're gonna do something. I think we're gonna do next. Week. I think next week is gonna be a special episode because we're either gonna get farther ahead or or not. But I, or maybe we're going back in time. What? We will have to go a bit back in time. What? Because there is a movie in theaters what has the Liam's Neesons in it. And we're gonna go see it, and then up, and then upload it two weeks later. Because Which will be earlier. Because mm, <laughs> I Patrick is so confused. I'm yeah, I'm plenty confused. Uh, stay tuned for when we try and do that again for Men in Black International, and maybe I'll schedule it right so that one we actually put out like as a special episode the day it happens. Uh, yeah. But that we got some months to figure out when we're gonna go see Chris Hemsworth. Okay, yeah. bye, bye, bye.